It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 30th, 2018. My name is Phil Prostenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode, I'll talk a little bit about the Emil Jefferson signing um, not a whole lot to get into there. It's a two-way contract, but we'll talk a little bit about him. And then I'll talk a little bit about some uh, about two related issues, one stemming from last season that I think is an interesting thought heading into this season or an interesting thing to consider uh, as the Magic continue to try and team build. And then, of course, uh, another big thought about how the Magic go about developing Muhammad Bamba and, and why I think that they made a, a, a key decision that they made during this offseason. But before we do all that, I want to remind you all that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic, there's a podcast covering every team in the NBA. I know we're entering the dead point of the season. In fact, you're probably going to get the schedule out in the next two or three weeks. Um, that'll be the next big event on the calendar, but that's going to last us about a day, and 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 there's not going to be much to go, go, go on after that. Um, like I said earlier, I... I and I think some of our other hosts will probably scale back our episodes. We won't go daily as much as we would during the season. This is our time to take vacations. But if you are interested in learning more about some of the other teams around the NBA, the Locked On NBA Podcast Network is your place to be. Wanting to get a look at what the Golden State Warriors are thinking heading into their title defense, you check out Locked On Warriors. You want to know what the Rockets are going to do to stop them, you check out Locked On Rockets. In fact, there's a Locked On podcast for every team in the NBA, including new hosts for Locked On Clippers. See what the Clippers are going to do uh, as, as they transition away from the Lob City era with now DeAndre Jordan gone as well. There's also a growing number of NFL teams. I know um, uh, I know Locked On Jaguars does a great job covering the Jaguars. Um, there's a Locked On Dolphins. There's also a Locked On Buccaneers for you, for you Florida NFL fans. And there's, a pretty, there's more or less a Locked On NFL podcast for anyone looking to to get the same kind of in-depth coverage you get on the NBA teams on the Orlando Magic, you can now find that for every for almost every team in the NFL as well. So definitely check that out. You can find that on iTunes. Just search for Locked On and the team you are looking for. Well, uh, you know we're sitting here now uh, in July, late July, probably another month before players really start trickling back into. Orlando and start getting ready for the season. Everyone's still kind of on their summer vacations. This is the slow part of the season. Uh, and Orlando really only had one roster spot left to fill. Um, that was their second two-way contract. And the Magic, reportedly, that's not been made official yet, at least as of this recording, the Magic reportedly filled that slot. Getting a guy that I think a lot of teams would have loved to have on a two-way contract, but Orlando was able to get him first. The Magic... Uh, are reported to have signed, according to Shams Charania of Yahoo Sport, uh, sorry, of Yahoo Sports, 
and Josh Robinson of the Orlando Sentinel, appear to have signed former Duke Blue Devils big man, Emil Jefferson. If you remember Emil Jefferson back with Duke um, a few years ago, he was kind of their grinder. He was kind of the guy, wasn't the, wasn't the sexy name, he wasn't the high draft pick, didn't score a lot of points, just played good defense, got good positioning, rebounded decently well, just did all those little things that good teams need someone to do. That is Emil Jefferson in a nutshell. And that has very clearly carried over to his professional career. Last year, he led the G League in rebounding. For the Iowa Wolves, he averaged 12.9 uh, 12.9 rebounds per game to go along with 17.8 points per game. This is a guy that, that was a double-double machine. Um, again, solid defense, good, decent shot blocking for a guy his size. He's six foot nine, and before you ask, he does have a decently long wingspan. Um, but just a solid overall player. Solid, just again, a grinder. In the summer league, playing for the Minnesota Timberwolves, averaged 8.6 points and led the summer league with 12.6 rebounds per game. Again, cannot use this word enough to describe him. He is a grinder. He's going to get the rebounds. Going to get going to get the dirt, getting going to get those ugly vulture baskets that, that I love, but but someone someone's got to get them. Play good defense and and not really do much else. Not a great jump shooter, not a stretch four. I, I think that his NBA position is probably at center. Maybe you can play him a little bit at the four. He he does play well next to other big men, and you know I, I mean theoretically, I guess if Muhammad Bamba can hang around the perimeter and shoot jumpers, then then the spacing's probably fine with Jefferson in the paint. Um, is he better than Ken Birch? Probably not at this point, um, but another just nice young player to have. I think that I think what's most important to remember with these two-way contracts is they're just nice young players to put into your system, and you hope that you can graduate them up to the main roster in a year or find uses for them uh, when you when you need them in a pinch. Um, remember. On the two-way contract, you spend only 45 days during the G League season with the main roster, or up to 45 days with the main roster. The rest of the time, you're over in Lakeland. You're playing for the Lakeland Magic. And so this is this is a big get for the Lakeland Magic, obviously, to have a player of his caliber um, anchoring that team. Byron Mullins did a good job kind of saving the season after the Magic called up Ken Birch for the rest of the year. Um, so it's... It's definitely a move to help Lakeland, and it's going to make them a much better team because he's such a good rebounder and such a good scorer at that level. It's going to be interesting to see if he can ever make his way into the NBA. He actually got a two-way contract last year with the Minnesota Timberwolves midway through the season, but never played a game for Minnesota. Um, and and I think that it's it's still very much I think with the meal uh, a matter of finding the right fit. And and is Orlando the right fit? I don't think there's much opportunity for him right now, especially with the logjam that the Magic still have at center with Mozgov and Birch still on the roster. I'm, I'm, I may have to ponder on this a bit, but but I'm a big Ken Birch fan. I really like him. I hope the Magic still like him, but it, it, it's hard to find minutes for him right now, and it's hard to find a place on this team for him. And if the Magic are investing a two-way contract in another big, you know, maybe that doesn't. Maybe that means Ken Birch needs to have a really good training camp once again. I think he will, but. I'm not 100% sure on that. But regardless of all that, regardless of any of that, that's, 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 that's idle speculation. The Magic right now have a have a big in their two-way system. They have Troy Copain as well at point guard. They have two guys that are interesting, to say the least, are, um, are intriguing as far as 
what they could potentially become, but but definitely limited a little bit by their skills. I mean, Copain, um, still learning how to be a point guard, I think. I think we saw that throughout Summer League. Jefferson, still trying to figure out whether he can play center in the NBA. But two interesting guys, two guys worth seeing, giving another year to see what they can turn into, see how they develop, see how they continue to grow. Some guys are late bloomers, and Copain and Jefferson certainly could be Late bloomers in that respect. They're both they both spent a lot of time in college before coming to the coming before turning pro. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what Jefferson can do. Like I said, it, this is kind of the perfect guy you want to give a two way contract to. You're not looking to find a star on a two way contract. You're looking to find a potential role player. You're looking to find someone who, if you need to call them up, can contribute immediately, make a difference. Uh, and I think Jefferson does that. And so I, I I like this signing. It's obviously guy who led the I mean rebounding through any level. College to pros, I think G League even to the pro to the NBA. Rebounding usually translates, and Jefferson has shown twice now, both in summer league and in the G League, that he can board, that he can get boards, and that is a valuable skill. Don't take it for granted getting rebounds, um, especially because Bamba isn't necessarily the greatest rebounder in the world. I, I think that's going to be something interesting to watch um, Mo Bamba try and develop. Because um, he, he was an okay rebounder at Texas, but not the best rebounder in the world. Some of that has to do with, with strength, but that's that's neither here nor there. Um, so Jefferson, definitely a good guy to have. I think it's a guy that a lot of a lot of teams were looking were probably looking to get. He chose to join the Magic, and so we'll see what he does from there. Of course, the signing is not official yet; hasn't been officially announced by the Magic. At least we'll see uh, we'll see him in training camp, I guess, to, to know for sure that the Magic have signed him. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. And you know that 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 big man rotation, it, it's been the point of obsession, I think, for Magic fans. Uh, as much as the point guard conundrum has been, um, it, it's right now. It, you know, Mo Bamba is obviously the future. Uh, there's no getting around that, and and uh, no one is. I'm going to sit here say this up front before I really dive into what I'm going to discuss here. Um, Mo Bamba is this team's future. He will be the starting center at some point in the future. You don't spend a six overall pick on a guy you're going to bring off the bench. Um, his length, athleticism, shot blocking, defensive impact ability um, are what got him drafted and are what the Magic will base their whole identity around. I, I've spoken about that and written about that already. Um, it, I have no doubt, I have no second thoughts that Bamba is the guy for the Magic. Having said that, he is not the guy yet. I've talked to a few people um, who follow the Hornets, who follow Steve Clifford's career, and, and they, they put it to me very bluntly that Steve Clifford does not play rookies. And I, I would even go as far to say as, you know, judging by the way I think Weltman and Hammond are, are grooming Bamba, even with the way he was treated in Summer League, the plan is to bring him along slowly. The plan, I, I think is to make sure that they're not throwing too much at him too soon. They don't want him to lose confidence. They don't want him to, to get injured, even. 
they want to make sure that he is in a position to succeed in a position to grow so not necessarily afraid of failure don't I don't I don't think that's the case but they want to make sure that he is in a place where he can learn as much as possible while still helping the team win because I do think winning is still important that may change as the season goes on of course but um, at least at the start the magic want to win they're not going to give up on the season before it starts. And it is for that reason, and I think I've said this to a few people already, Bamba isn't going to start day one. Bamba may not have many starts all year. I mean, I think there will be a point, don't get me wrong, I think there will be a point where the team just says, let's throw him out there. Let's give him the chance. Let's see what he can do. But it's not going to be early in the season unless he really shines, unless he's clearly the best player. Because right now, the best center on the Orlando Magic is Nikola Vucevic. Now, even saying that, I've talked to a few people who've asked me, who's your opening night starting lineup? And I said, Vucevic is my center still. And they kind of looked at me a little shocked. And it's just, and I think Vucevic engenders a lot of negative reaction in people. Um, you know, he's unfortunately for him and unfortunately for his legacy with the Magic, which I'm sure we'll talk about in, in greater length when the inevitable happens, he has he represents this failed period of Magic Magic history. And again, I have a lot of thoughts on it, and then I'm sure I'll, sh- I'll share them a little bit more, I think, when the inevitable happens, because the inevitable is going to happen now. Nikola Vucevic is in the contract year. It's his final year of his deal. Muhammad, the Magic just drafted a center who fits a modern style of play, who fits the style that the Magic want to play as, to play behind him now. And eventually, Mo Bamba will overtake Nikola Vucevic. That is going to happen. I'm not saying that won't happen. But it's not going to happen immediately. It may not happen at all this year. Bamba has a lot of work to go. And that needs to be made perfectly clear to fans so that their expectations don't run wild. Vucevic, to me, is still the best center on the team. He's still the guy that gives you the best chance to win. That's even with his defensive shortcomings. But to me, Vucevic understands his limitations. I think he really does understand his limitations. Um, he plays. He can play defense at a high level. Not at a high level. You can play defense at least at an average level, in, in my opinion. And that's okay for what the Magic can get. And his offense, when he's on, when he's playing at his best, before the injury, was superb. To say Again, to say the least, Vucevic's future is uncertain. His time is running out with this Magic team. But he still gives the Magic something that no one else on this roster does or no one else in that center rotation does. Solid shooting. Just a solid understanding of positioning, at least offensively. Even defensively, I think he has a a better understanding of what the Magic want to do. The only thing is about execution, of course. That's that's the biggest problem. Ken Birch can recover when he makes a mistake. Bismack Biombo could recover when he makes a mistake. Mo Bamba should be able to recover when he makes a mistake. Vucevic can't do that. Vucevic has to, I mean, I think it was, I, I, I always go back to this phrase, I think it was Zach Lowe who said this, 
Nikola Vucevic playing 100% his best defense is a passable defender. Nikola Vucevic playing 80% of his best defense is not good enough. And and again, that's why his time is, is, is numbered. But just like Vucevic, I think, provides more to this team offensively and provides more to this, uh, to this group to help them win now than a Mobamba does, than even a Timothy Mozgov does, than, than maybe even a Ken Birch. Ken Birch, I'll, I'll talk about him in a moment. Nikola Vucevic also can help Mobamba understand where to be offensively. That offensive know-how that Vucevic has that, that's made him such a good offensive weapon. That's something that he can pass down to Bamba in whatever time they have together. And it may just be till February. Veterans do teach young young players. Sometimes they know that that their replacement, that they're there to replace them and they compete. But it helps the team if everyone's on the same page. And eventually if 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 the team is winning, if the team is succeeding, everyone gets paid. And so Vucevic, in that respect, too, is still vitally important to the team because he's going to help Bamba get better. He's going to help Bamba learn and grow and improve. And that's something else the Magic need as well. Again... Vucevic is probably on his way out. I, I'm not. I, I, I'm a Vucevic defender. I don't think he's as bad as as people think he is. I think he is representative of, of a lot of the struggles. But he also, I agree, puts a ceiling on the team and, and is not the center of the future. That's Mobamba. And when Mobamba is ready, when Mobamba looks like he's the better player, he absolutely should start over Vucevic. And that time's going to come. It, it may come sooner than I anticipate. I don't anticipate to. I don't anticipate it to be here till, till January or February or March. I don't even know if it'll be this year. I'm willing to be patient with Mo Bamba and his development. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the Magic traded Vucevic in February if if Mozgov started games, or or Birch started games. Really, outside of Kem, outside of Nikola Vucevic, Kem Birch might be the second best center on the team. You're not going to play Kemberch over Mobamba off the bench at this point because of the development you want to bring in Mobamba. But again, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Mobamba has a few DNP CDs just to sit and watch and learn. And Kemberch is a really good defender. Just like Vooch can, can teach Bamba a lot of the offensive tricks that he's going need to need to know, Kemberch can teach some of the defensive tricks that Mobamba is going to need to know. Because Kemberch is a wall. I mean, on pick and rolls, he's a wall. He's a good defender, and the Magic have to find a way to get him to play. I don't think he's a starting center. I don't think he's ultimately better than for, for this team than Vucevic is, especially with the lack of offensive um, creativity on on the Magic's uh, team. And Vucevic is a better passer than I think a lot of people give him credit for. And I think everyone kind of forgets how good Vucevic was before his December injury. Once that December injury happened, his season was essentially over. And so, for now, Vucevic is the guy. For now, Vucevic is who the Magic need to trust and help Mobamba grow the most.
Yes, again, his time is coming. I, I don't anticipate he'll be with the Magic after the season if he makes it through the season. Just it 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 just, it just feels like it's time. I've I've written about it, and and everyone knows me as a Vucevic supporter. It's it just feels like it's time. It might be overtime. It might be past due. But he's here now. He is the best option the Magic have. And if the as so long as the Magic are trying to win until Mo Bamba proves otherwise, and and he hasn't proven it yet. Vucevic is the Magic's best center. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And sort of on that note, it it, it has me thinking about one of the strange things about this past season. One of the just odd... I would say, odd paradoxes of the past season. And that is that despite the Magic struggles on the court, so many players seem to play better. If you're looking for a silver lining to this past season, and and, and there weren't many, if you're looking for a silver lining, it is simply that so many players seem to get better. And that probably speaks well to the player development and, and the, for certainly to the drive of the individual players themselves because they got better. But it speaks, I think, somewhat to the player development that the Magic put in place to, to help players get better. I mean, you can go down the list. Aaron Gordon had a breakout season, had a, had a year where he looked like an all-star for a good chunk of it. Couldn't carry it through the whole 82 games. Injury slowed him down, just like everyone else. But he, there are high hopes for him this year. Evan Fournier returned to the efficient levels that we saw two years ago. Um, after struggling a little bit la- uh, two, season, uh, two seasons ago in the 2017 season, Fournier was back shooting better than a 50% effective field goal percentage, was hanging around 40% from beyond the arc. Led the team in scoring once again. I, I think we're seeing Evan Fournier playing. I think we saw Evan Fournier playing at his best. And I know, again, Fournier's kind of taken a lot of heat as well from fans, but the Magic just simply asked Fournier to do too much. That doesn't mean he's a bad player. Just like Vucevic. Vucevic is a completely fine player. And even Vucevic adding a three point shot, displaying more of his passing ability. I mean, he had a triple double in a game for crying out loud. Before his injury, he was playing his best basketball, and I would even say playing his best basketball on the defensive end as well. The injuries knocked him completely out of rhythm. Jonathan Simmons played major minutes for the first time in his career. He had to deal with the fatigue of going through an 82-game season with the role, with the expectations. And he largely played really well, career highs across the board. Some of that mostly because of minutes, but they tracked up from his per-36 numbers. He played very, very well last year. And I think 
we probably haven't talked enough about what Jonathan Simmons could bring to the team this year. Although, granted, he's coming off that wrist injury. DJ Augustin had one of his best seasons of his career. Certainly uh, his, his best season in a Magic uniform for sure, um, but his best season in quite some time as, as he's had a very up-and-down career. And, and now this year it's about matching that. So many players for the Magic. You, again, just you could just look at that list. I mean, Ken Birch had a good year. I mean, so many players for the Magic had solid performances. You could look at individual players and say, he had a good year. He did good things. And yet, the sum of the parts did not equal a cogent or solid whole. The sum of those parts still struggled to get over the hump, to get the team from the basement, from where they were, to where they need to be. Injuries, I mean, not to rehash too much from the 2018 season, but injuries played a huge role. There's no getting around it. The Magic lost so many games to injury that they just lacked a rhythm. Defense was inconsistent at best all year long. And again, the team just never really seemed to fit together. But if there is hope that the Magic could be the surprise team of this season, that that 8-3 and three start or the 8-4 and four start from the beginning of the year was, was, nothing, was something more than what it actually was, that that is closer to who the Magic are. It is in that individual improvement that we saw from so many players. And if all of those players maintain that level or in, in some cases take another step up, if DJ Augustin matches last year, if Aaron Gordon takes another step up to efficiency, if Jonathan Isaac stays healthy, if you know, even if Nikola Vucevic is just a little bit better defensively or a little bit better from beyond the arc even, if Jonathan Simmons has the stamina to go the entire length of the year, if Terrence Ross is healthy, the Magic aren't too terrible a team. It's not like they're throwing a lineup of G-leaguers out there. They've got NBA players. They don't maybe have the NBA players that they need, but they've got NBA players. They've got NBA starters, in my opinion. Again, perhaps being asked to do too much. But the trick for the Magic heading into this year is now turning those individual improvements into team improvement. And that's really, I think, the big task that faces Steve Clifford is not only getting players better, but getting players better for their team. And of course, the summer is about getting the individual better. The summer is about working on your game, adding something to your game. Training camp is about making those pieces fit together. And we'll see exactly how they fit together when the team gets together at the end of September. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You can, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can, of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a, a link to the interview with Aaron Gordon with Jamie Say of WKMG, News Channel 6, 
be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. And of course, follow us on Twitter at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Rossman Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.